The, the important part is, I guess, being ready for that opportunity. Uh, yes, all of us, all of us, when we started out, we were always looking for opportunity, but we're not sure when it will come. So I guess being doing good work, like what you said earlier, is uh, helps prepare us for that opportunity. Because if you, if you created that, you know, that work culture for yourself or that gotcha. behavior for yourself. And if you've improved your skills, etc., uh, etc., et when the when the right opportunity comes, and when you get lucky, you're ready for it. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Rice, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. In episode 73 of the podcast, I sat down with Dan Matutina. Dan is a graphic designer and illustrator based in the Philippines. He is a founding partner of Plus 63 Design Company and the Hydra Design Group. He has worked on projects for brands such as Apple, Google, Microsoft, Pinterest, Airbnb, and Samsung, to name a few. In this episode, we talk about his design life stories from ground up, how he was able to find his career as a designer to building his own design studio in the Philippines, best practical tips on starting your own creative business, challenges and breakthroughs throughout his creative and business journeys, and practical steps on pricing your works as a creative, the importance of doing good work and being lucky, and much much more so make sure to stick around until the end guys thank you so much for listening again to this podcast and to this episode with dan and if you haven't already please make sure to subscribe on any of your favorite podcast app like spotify soundcloud google Podcasts, or apple Podcasts. and make sure to leave a review as well on apple Podcasts. in that way you are helping me to reach more people so I'm super excited to share this episode to all of you guys. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jay Christ, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Rice, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. And I'm super stoked right now because uh, I'm here with Dan Matutina, none other than Dan Matutina. So basically, if, uh, uh, he he's basically one of the best illustrator and designer here in the in the, here in the sunny Philippines. So some of you might know him, but we will talk about a lot of uh, cool stuff here in this episode. So uh, to start this, hey Dan, how are you? Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Hi Jay, I'm doing fine, thank you. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm super excited to talk with you. Just to give context in this episode for those who don't know Dan Matutina is, can you share a little bit about your background, your business, and what are you doing right now? Uh, yeah, uh, so like what Jay said, I'm Dan. I'm a designer and illustrator. I I have my own personal illustration practice, and I do illustration as myself. I'm represented by Agent Pekka and Vision Track. So mm-hmm. they're two different illustration agencies that are sort of my reps. 
And then I also run a design studio called Plus 63. Uh, we do graphic design, branding, mostly a very multidisciplinary uh, graphic design studio. Oh, well, multidisciplinary studio. And I, I also started the Hydro Design Group together with other design designers and design studios from Inkslurge, Acidouts, and KM. So it's, it's a, the difference between three, those three things is that illustration is just by myself, plus 63 is with me and my design team, and Hydra is mm-hmm. a collective of different design studios. So that's what I doing gotcha that's really really cool and uh, i think a lot of uh pinoy artists or creatives right now and uh you uh they are familiar with your work especially in the illustration or in the uh in the part of illustrations right so and i'm personally one of your fan as well <laughs> we need ga- uh-huh. with regards to that can you uh can you sh- uh, share a little bit how do you started before you uh, uh, before you get here in in this in this uh, you know in this design world and graphic design industry, can you share a little bit about that? Uh, yep. Uh, um, I I'm from Tacloban City. I grew up there. I had my uh-huh. preschool, grade school, high school in Tacloban City, and then I took up fine arts in university at the University of the Philippines. So, uh, but my background uh, was not really from the arts. I mean, I was drawing when I was young, but gotcha. I was more into the sciences and math because I guess that's in the province. You usually have to be to to take a course uh-huh. that's not really art related. So, but mm-hmm. then I decided to take up fine arts. Uh, that's when uh, my that's when I took the creative, I guess the creative field uh, seriously. So I took up visual communication and then when I was in fine arts, my first love was really film because we had a, uh-huh. a class before and a professor who exposed us to film and film production. But I guess at that time, that was a long time ago, uh, uh, producing and making your own film was yeah. so expensive. Mm-hmm. So I had I to look for a second, you know, a second love. Like, uh, and then I, I, I was really interested in graphic design and illustration. And, and so that's when I, I mean, even back in college, even if I never really thought of being an illustrator or a designer, I was, I was doing it because it was part of the uh, curriculum and it was part of the, uh, the fine arts, the visual communication program. Uh, and then after I graduated, I worked in an ad agency. I never really wanted to work in, in advertising, but uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't have money, so I had to look for a job, and that was the job that was available. So even when I was in advertising, I was still designing, illustrating on the side. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about advertising is that you're exposed to a lot of things, the different fields. Yeah, so even yeah. film, like production for TV commercials, uh-huh. uh, creating posters, designing posters, illustrating for storyboards, for print, etc. So I was doing all those things. And then after working for three years in, in advertising, I, me and together with more four of my other friends, we started our own small studio. Uh, but what we were doing was mostly design for 
uh, non-profit, so it was for cost. It was cost communication, gotcha. so mostly doing design work and was all for NGOs, uh, foundation, etc. So, and then you know, illustration goals. I was already doing illustration at that studio called Ideals, and then um, I, 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 while we were doing design and illustration, I that was when I started, you know. Uh, exploring uh, illustration, uh, different styles and styles that I like and incorporating in what I wanted to, to be. Gotcha. And, and that's, that's the, uh, I'm, uh, what, I, what you call it. And those explorations come up with, the, with your own interpretation of, of different illustrations, right? So, and I really love how you put the depth or the depth of field or in your uh, in your uh, crops. Uh, maybe it's because you have uh, you have a background in filmmaking, right, or something like that, right? So, yeah, yeah. I think I think it, mm-hmm. it what informed it was the things that I really liked when I was young, like science, gotcha. math, and yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so it it sort of appears yeah. in in the illustration work because I wanted it to be, you know, clean lines, very angular, very geometric, sort of, gotcha. you know. And so, but all these things are also influenced by a lot of, a lot of artists, a lot of illustrator, a lot of designers that I look up to. So sort of mixing all of this, all of these things into one image. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, kind of relate uh, for some of your works, especially uh, for the, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's an impact with it. If you, if you give your childhood on the, on a something like an illustrator in, or in your crop. So basically then uh, you, uh, as you grow up in the Philippines, I'm, I'm genuinely curious what is like growing up in a, in the Philippines, right? So I, I'm, I'm sure uh uh, there's no internet boom uh, before, and then you don't have uh, a, uh, a lot of uh, creatives are really fine uh, to have uh, to have a job uh, or uh, to have a, a decent uh, money when in terms to arts or you know creating design, right? So and especially especially right now because there's a lot of competi- competitions. Uh, now in the in the design industry what what is like uh, what is like growing up here in the philippines uh, uh doing an un- unconventional path uh, like in the creative field mm. well in the philippines when i was growing up like what i said earlier it's kind of hard to imagine to uh-huh. um work in a creative industry be it design or station uh, because in Tacloban City, it's a uh, province in the Visayas. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, in Leyte. When I was growing up, the, the, the choice that's usually, you know, encouraged to you is um, either you become a doctor, a nurse, yeah. or a lawyer, or, you know, engineer, or you know, all of this, sure. yeah. you know, serious, like, mm-hmm. like courses. And never really in the arts. So arts was more of like a hobby. So uh, right now, I think it changed a bit. A lot of parents uh-huh. are encouraging their kids to, you know, if they want to go to the arts, then maybe encourage them to pursue the arts. But 
in my time when I was a student and was young, it was just a hobby. So never really thought of it being a, you know, being a, a career. Yeah. So it's kind of a privilege to be working in the in the creative industry also. Yes. But and yeah. and in Tacloban City, uh, you know, parang provincia, and uh-huh. my exposure to to arts and design was only mostly through in the films, the movies that I see, the books that I read, and the signages in the cinema. Because a long time ago, the uh-huh. the when there are movies, they're not print out or they're, they're not photographs of the actors or actresses or the artists. Yeah, but they're all painted. So that was most of my like, exposure of of how design could be, uh, how design looks, and nothing really concrete. As an, gotcha. as an actual image so what was it I guess at that, that time it was simpler it was very small uh, I was exposed to the internet when I was in maybe fourth year third year fourth year high school mm-hmm. and you know it was very eye opening for me to see you know to search stuff online Alta Vista pa yung ginagamit ko yeah search engine <laughs> and Yahoo and oh yeah. And the good thing about it was the all apps. of the information. Yeah. yeah. All of the information are easily accessible. Etc. So parang yun, going up the yeah. I guess everything was simpler compared to now. Now it's really mm-hmm. fast. Everything's yeah. fast, everything is instant. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to see things right away. Gotcha. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm I'm really connecting with that because I also grow up in a province in Cavite, which is uh, I think uh, Uh, that's 20, uh, 2005, I think, when I started uh, uh, playing with, playing around with the internet or with with the games mm. or, or anything that uh, digi- uh, related to digital. So I'm just curious. Then um, I, I think you've been into in the industry for a while now, and then you're you have a business now. What what are you what's what uh, what's your take on on building or creating your own design studio? Especially, I, I think uh, I find it really hard because uh, there's a lot of great designers out there, and uh, and it's it's uh, I, I don't know it's it's really different now. And like what you've said, well, what's your take on that? How how do you Uh, how do you transition from being a, uh, uh, let's say, a, a professional creative or creative professional into a business owner? Can you share yep. your take on that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I think the hard part about you know starting your studio or your studio practice is uh, it's not really taught in school. Uh, even yeah. when I was school in UP, we were never. I guess we were never really trained to be. Entrepreneurs, well, we were trained to be part of an industry, right? An employee, 100%. part of a cog of a whole system. So, um, when when we started our first studio, uh, we didn't really know how to run a business. And, you know, we mm. we had to learn about how to pay taxes, how to pay for <laughs> the SSS. You know, pagibig uh, on our own. We had Uh, some of my partners at that time were the ones who were attending the the seminars so that we can understand. And it was really a, a it was 
really a struggle. Yes. And even until now, it's really hard. It's the hardest yeah. part mm-hmm. for me in running a design studio and re- in running a professional uh, a career. Gotcha. Uh, because designing, designing, illustrating, concepting is also hard. But yeah. at least it's uh, it's within the field of where we what we where we work and yeah you know it's it's creative work so you don't really feel i mean it's still hard but it's fulfilling but the yeah. admin side is is the hardest part because you know you have to uh, not just pay taxes not just file taxes not just review yes uh permits but also you know do the errands go to the bank pay for electricity bills etc etc all of these things we do it ourselves so that's the the challenge, the most challenging part of, of running your own studio. 100%. And do, do you have any, you know, s- uh, secret sauce when you, when you, uh, what, are, what are you thinking back then when you are transitioning from being a creative professional or uh, an artist into a business, uh, you know, to having a, your own studio? I, I think a lot of it uh, involves uh uh, a mindset or you know I, I think mindset is everything can you uh, can you share your take on that uh, I think the, you have to be committed to the uh-huh. you know to to the idea of you running a business and like what I said earlier uh, we didn't have any background and when we started we didn't have any clients there were a few months when we didn't get clients we didn't get uh our monthly you know sold or monthly income because we had to look for clients and we didn't have enough money to pay ourselves so but that's the, the that's also part of the challenge of starting your own studio yeah, uh, but the commitment to you know to what you want to be or what you want the studio to be should um, should always be there because that's what's going to uh, help you uh, go through the, the struggles and the challenges. And I guess secret sauce, um, no secret sauce with really. it. It's more of, you know, parang being focused and like what I said, committed to, to yeah. how you want the mm-hmm. studio to be because it's, it's really hard. I mean, if it's hard to work in a yeah. company, it's even harder to, to start your own <laughs> Yes. own studio that's why here in the philippines you don't really see a lot of design studios or yes. designers 100%. starting their own thing 100 percent. and I, I guess right now it the, I, I guess i don't know if it's a secret sauce but one 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 of the things that we did here in class of three in the studio is we only have a four-day work week so we only work wow. from tuesday to friday gotcha. and mondays because monday i i I focus on doing the admin side of work, like sending emails, talking to clients, uh, working on the admin stuff. Just so, uh, but for the designers, uh, gotcha. they're free on Mondays. Gotcha. That's really cool. And thank you for sharing that. And uh, I find it really interesting the the way you think in when it comes to uh, to business because uh, there's a lot of errands. Basically, you just not want, uh, you just not creating uh, illustrator or design, right? So there's a lot of uh, uh, hard work involved in the back end. Uh, that's it's not just a uh, it's not a walk in the park. Let's say. Let's say that, and mm. and if, if you're, you know, if you're going back when you're just, uh, you know, let's say, uh, you're just transitioning from uh, 
professional uh, creative or creative professional into into a business owner what will you advise for for your younger self oh well i think maybe my advice for my younger self is uh what um i guess take treat work as work uh, because it's one of the challenges why yeah. uh-huh. uh our first first studio before didn't really well it was nice and i think some of the things that we could have changed when we were younger is to yeah to, forget, to not forget that it's work because if we treat it like it's a the studio is just all play then we won't be able to finish anything or we won't be able to run professionally so parang in lang parang i think when you're starting your own thing you should really treat it like it's a you should really treat it like it's a it's a business it's an office and not this i mean Even if it's an office, it doesn't mean that it can't be fun. That's yeah. what we're doing now. It's still fun. It's still fun. 100%. But you have to really treat it seriously as a, you know, as a quote-unquote serious business. Because if you don't, then you'll face a lot of challenges later on that will be hard to resolve. Gotcha. Speaking of that, uh, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, conversation about that when you, you know a lot of artists or creatives don't know how to or maybe uh, don't have any skills or business skills right so uh, when it turns to their pricing when it turns to negotiating uh, negotiating right so uh, what's your what's what's your take on that when 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 you are doing some negotiation and pricing do you have any Uh, recommendation or any insights about that? I think pricing is always a challenging, a challenging yeah. topic. Uh, not just here in the in the Philippines, but and uh, everywhere, it's always a challenge because uh, <laughs> there are different contexts and there's there are different nuances to to pricing. I mean, you can just say that you want this. Yeah, <laughs> x. This should be the price. Like yeah. it should be x x x amount because. You know, here here in the Philippines, it's different from the U.S. It's different from the U.S. Here in the Philippines, uh, you know, the the economic situation is very different. So uh, a lot of people don't have jobs. A lot of people are looking for jobs. So sometimes the quote-unquote formula for price is different because sometimes yeah. if you really need money and you can't, you don't have anything to eat, you mm-hmm. you just ask for a small price so you can get the project. And and then you know you can eat from it. So it's it's very different for me. My advice, like the pricing, is more of you know gauging and seeing what your value is. Like, like for example, if you quote this amount, is it is it fair to you? Is it fair to the client? And gotcha. And once you'll be able to get get work with that amount, then maybe later on, if you think you're better than what you were previously maybe you can raise the prices so that's really just how it i mean that's how that's how we did it and some of the things that you learn about pricing you learn from our other designer friends from our peers from sometimes from the, from agents so uh-huh. it's important also to talk to other designers so you're a young designer maybe talk to other mm-hmm. young designers and talk to each other how much you charge and maybe see how you can improve your pricing or also talk to older designers, maybe your mentors 
or someone who can mentor you about pricing. But obviously, don't always compare yourself to to someone who's been doing it for for a long gotcha. time. Because 100%. maybe when you see it, you'll think na hey, maybe that's how I I want the price. Yeah. Uh, that's how I want my price to be. But then you won't get any projects. So it's always, you know, it's always a learning process, like the pricing uh-huh. part. But one thing that you should never do is obviously allow yourself to be exploited by by companies or by by clients. Yeah, that's why it's important to have contracts when you send when you start a project. Never start a project without a contract. Or if you don't trust the client, or if you're not sure if it's a good client, maybe ask for a, you know, like initial payment or down payment for a project. So you have to take care of yourself, and sure. you know, uh, once you take care of yourself, uh, like the pricing part, uh, then you can just look how and talk to other people how how you can, you know, how you can price right. Hundred percent, and I actually think that uh, I think uh, right now one of the best, uh, best, uh, great principle that I learned from a book called "Essentially Same: The Discipline of pers- uh, Pursuit of Less." Um, it's it's better to have less, but less clients, but better clients. So let's say better pay, right? So maybe uh, if if you have some lowball clients, or you know, I, I think it's inevitable, right? Hindi natin may iwasan yun, di ba? Na magkaroon ng some shitty shitty clients, though it's it's the reality. But somehow we can, uh, like what Dan said, we can add uh, add our value or uh, bring more value to other clients to those who are uh, to those who would find our works. Uh, uh, you know, valuable than than anyone else, right? So it's it's pretty it's pretty gray part, but it's it's definitely worth uh, worth finding or worth uh, learning, right? And just like what Dan said, and it's really really uh, you know valuable. Dan, thank you so much for sharing that. And actually, I'm taking notes while while you are while you are. Uh, talking about uh, about that uh, that and there's so much things to learn and i'm i'm glad that we're talking about that and then uh, uh you know we've been into your uh we we talk about your some of your uh background and some of your business mm. uh business things or stuff that you are doing uh let, let's go can we can, can you share a little bit about your you know personal life how do you balance uh, with term with in terms to uh, you know business business work and impactful work? I think you you've been in you've been collaborating as well into other uh, great artists and NGOs as well, right? Uh, or mm. I, I mean non-profit organization, right? Mm. How how do you balance those? I think it's it's really hard, and and I don't I I don't. Uh, uh, you know, I don't believe in balance right now because I think uh, they they call it uh, work life balance, uh, work life integration now. But what's your take on that? For me, it's always uh, it's always important uh, to have that balance uh-huh. uh, because work is work. And as, as a, if you if you have your own studio, uh, gotcha. mm-hmm. you can never really you can never really detach yourself from work. Gotcha. But you can you can you know plan plan it well. Uh, so 
and here in the studio even if we're like even if we're just working Tuesday to Fridays uh, we I, I really made it uh, I really made it a point uh, that we that there's no overtime it's super rare as in super rare that yeah. we have overtime wow. work. so our work hours is cool. 7 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. so after 3 p.m. Nobody should be working in the studio anymore. I mean, except for me. I just stay because I need to yeah, send emails or play video games. <laughs> or yeah, Because if, if, if you're running your own studio, you can set your own culture. And for gotcha. me, having worked in advertising and having a really super stressful, you know, work, work culture. I mean, everyone was fun there. Everyone were my friends, but uh, doing overtime all the time and short deadlines was really challenging so i said that when i i said to myself that when i start my own studio uh it would be more you know more relaxed or has uh, doesn't work people to to exhaustion so yeah that's how i wanted to set the studio and mondays we don't have work because i have to do that inside so all the designers are resting so we have a, always have a long weekend and, and that's how I wanted it to be uh, because for the designers while they're working here in the studio and where while they're working hard it's it's really hard to you know it's really hard to expect them to to work all the time or work like a partner or work like the owner or work like someone who owns the studio so for me like weekends I don't really reply to emails I don't reply to text messages so I try to 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 balance everything out and most of the time our, our clients really respect respect that so they're okay if I don't buy emails on a weekend but because we, for us um, the, what's important is the work output gotcha if you're coming up with maybe uh, quote unquote good work uh, um, how much time spent the whole day working on it or you spend an hour, spend an hour just working on it as long as the, the results and uh, the final result of the project is is nice and it answered the brief and you did it professionally gotcha that's really cool and I think that's worth noting for that you you have to uh, bring the best result in any of your work right uh and even though you are just starting, and I, I think, uh, and I'm, re- I really believe that uh, if you, if you create an impactful wor- uh, work, then uh, money will follow, or the the, the best uh, thing that uh, the best opportunities will follow for you, uh, will follow you, right? And speaking of, uh, yeah, what, uh, any additional? Yeah, I think I think it's also I mean the one the one you said and partly it's true but it, yeah. it's also very challenging you know uh, I mean yeah. it, it, it doesn't really mean that you shouldn't think about earning or 100%, you're yeah. just doing just doing the work and if you come up with really good work you'll get a lot of clients but I think part a big part of getting uh, good clients the, the, there's also a you know there's also a level of of luck into yeah, it gotcha. so mm-hmm. parang 
<laughs> there are a lot of hardworking people in the world, in the Philippines, and not everyone is given the same opportunity. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, that's a challenge about you know I mean everywhere that's a challenge everywhere. So the thing about uh, design work or not even design like having a career in general, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a bit of luck involved. Like some sometimes you're you know introduced to a person or by luck you met you meet this client or yeah. by luck someone recommends you to a client. Gotcha. So the the important part is I guess being ready for that opportunity uh yes all of us all of us when we started out we were always looking for opportunity but we're not sure when it will come so i guess being doing good work like what you said earlier is uh helps prepare us for that opportunity because if you if you created that you know that work culture for yourself or that gotcha. behavior for yourself and if you've improved your skills uh, et cetera, et cetera. When the when the right opportunity comes, and when you get lucky, you're ready for it. So you have the skills to be ready for that opportunity. Hundred percent, and it's really, really worth noting as well and uh, valuable for those who, especially for those creatives who are just getting started, and even in the in the field right now or in the business field, right? And uh, I think uh, I really agree with that as well. That uh, some of the uh, great clients that I've had uh, had or is uh, is one of the uh, one of the key is the is uh, you have to be ready for the opportunities and as, like what Dan said the uh, uh, some sometimes we just get lucky as someone searching for for uh, let's say for a specific keyword and then they find your website or or something like that or they find your blog or they find your 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 mm. work and that's really one of the uh, one of uh, you know that's uh, that's uh, you you you've been lucky when when some something or when someone finds you in the internet in this connected world right and because it's really really big right and traditionally uh, it's 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 even harder but we we have we have uh, technology now and we can uh, do better works like what Dan said. And yeah, uh, man, thank you so much for sharing that. And I really, you know, I really find it really interesting to, sh- uh, to know your insights and what's, what's your, what, what's your take on those different topics. And I, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just curious, what's your day, uh, as a Dan Matutina or as a, as you know, as a business owner, as a creative, can you share a little bit about your day, your personal personal route or uh, I don't know if you have routine right so I think a lot of creatives don't have routine or or anything uh, or etc right can, can you share your uh, your take on that yep so for for me um, I, mean, I wake up early so I, gotcha. I wake up usually at 5.30 or 6 a.m. Uh, and then you know I prepare Usually I leave the apartment at around 7 or 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And but around that time before I leave, I drive or I take the grab going to the studio here at Hydra. I, I get coffee 
So coffee is important for me in the morning. And then when I mm-hmm. get to the studio, I was mostly just starting work already. It's a, I check the emails, I reply to clients, and then maybe something about work. And maybe get something for breakfast. So mostly in the morning, it's all work. Or if I, if, if I need to take a break, I play video games. So I have my Xbox in the studio. So I, I play it. Uh, like a few, a couple of hours or something just to take a break. And then it's just mostly here in the studio talking, talking to the designers, talking to the other uh, uh, members of Hydra, sharing about work. So it's mostly that, like the whole day. And and if I need to think or if I need to to write and sketch, I sometimes go outside and work in, mm-hmm. work in the other shops here in the compound, the alley at Carvin and come up with ideas because I like the ideas part of the of the work, like concepting for a design work or concepting conceptualizing for realization work. I I prefer yeah. doing it outside mm-hmm. of the studio. Um, it's that. nice to see you know, a different surrounding, that different people talking to each other, like just the, the background noise is different mm-hmm. from the studio. So yeah, no, that's mostly the day. But when I work on, uh, when actually doing that for work on the computer, I, I, I just focus and zone, uh, yeah. zone in the work. and and finish it. So by, by maybe around 3 or after 3 or 4 p.m., like every, after everyone leaves the studio, I, I stay in the studio a bit and uh, send emails, uh, talk to clients sometimes, or maybe prepare the things that I need to do the next day and then just go home. Uh, maybe have another coffee before I gotcha. go home. <laughs> yeah. And what time do you turn off the lights? Uh, do you uh, what what time do you sleep? Mm, I sleep early, uh, 10, 10, 10, 10 30. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, and I think uh, mm. we need really you know we need sleep. And I I found it I found it really extremely useful when you're. You know, when you're trying to get some new ideas or create something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dan, for sharing that. And uh, do, do you have any, you know, uh, do you have any books or recommendation, especially for those aspiring or aspiring creatives that uh, you, you or aspiring business owner like you? Do you have any book recommendation for them to read if, if you... If they want to. Uh, sorry. I don't really have books for business. Gotcha. <laughs> Most of the books that I've read are, you know, not non-business related. Gotcha. I think one of the one of the books that I really liked before that was in the arts and design was uh, Designer's Art by Bruno Manari. It's a, it's a very interesting book. Gotcha. And Bruno Manari is a designer and artist and He's a really good writer and he makes really good essays. And what other books? Maybe... Uh, More on the design. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah no, uh, I think fiction books are also good. I, I like reading 
books about fiction because yeah. I mean not yeah. I, it's about design. Like yeah. I, I've I read about design sometimes on blogs or one or medium when people write about something or gotcha. on creative review like magazines or or different magazines or different zines and publications. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for books, I prefer reading uh, fiction because you know it's you know it's more for me it's more entertaining and it's, uh, it refreshes your mind. So one yeah. of the books that I really liked reading was this book by Jumpa Lahiri called The Lowlands. Gotcha. It's a fiction book. So wow. if, you, if you if you like reading, that's one of the nicer books that I've read. Uh, hmm. I think I have a lot of books that and I mean the the, the other uh, designer books are are really nice for like essays and anthologies about design. I like reading essays and anthologies about design because at least there's a lot of point of view and it's not really you know it's not really a long book talking about certain topics but gotcha. different uh-huh. topics design and creativity. So like yeah. the variation of all those different uh uh different uh, point of views of the different designers. I really like it. I'm just looking for the name of the book. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's also, and uh, uh, last question, Dan, uh, I, I know you're, uh, it's a bit late now. So uh, what's what's your tools or any tools that uh, for, for transitioning creatives or uh, those creatives who want to transition to, you know, to 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 illustration or maybe design right so or business what's your best tools that they can, you know that they can use maybe start from from there oh tools like software or yeah software. for me I, mm-hmm. for me it's important to always have uh, pencil pen and paper uh, yeah. because it's <laughs> makes it that's essential makes, yeah thinking and concepting faster. Uh, I mean, if you have an iPad, it's also okay. But for me, it's easier to bring like a pen and paper and start sketching, start writing. Uh, It's important to have a good, I guess, good good note-taking notebook or uh, all of us have cell phones now, so it's nice if you have a really nice note-taking app. Uh, So you can either use you know, OneNote or Google Docs. So we just all write write all our ideas there so we don't forget about it. So these are all simple things. And one of yeah, the things yeah. that's also important is obviously the calendar. And, yes. and <laughs> can be Google Calendar or Fantastical or whatever app that you use. It's important to have a good calendar app just so you can plan yourself and you don't forget about important deadlines, meetings, etc. And... Uh, I guess that's it. I mean, obviously, yes, there's uh, Photoshop Illustrator that we all use and all of the designers, illustrators already, are already familiar with that. But uh, these are the things that I guess I'm, I'm thinking maybe some people would be interested to know, uh, to know apps that, that are not really in the designing, uh, apps that are not really used for design and illustration, but yes. more 
to supplement and to help you, you know, to help your professional practice and also help you in your admin, admin side. So, yeah, those are, those are the things that you Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also a big fan of uh, journal or pencil, right? So, I, I have those mm-hmm. as well on me whenever I go out or meet someone. Mm-hmm. That's really, really valuable. And especially if you want to, you know, really, uh, really write your goals or specific goals or meeting or whatever you are. It's, it, I don't know. It, I find it uh, for me easy to remember when I write something, right? And probably some of uh, some of the our listener as well might might uh, uh, relate on that because when we write, it's like uh, it's like uh, mm-hmm. we're holding the you know uh, we have uh, we have a analog version of <laughs> one note or whatever, <laughs> and it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool to ha- uh, to practice or do do that even though we have in the we we are the digi- uh, we have uh, digital apps or tools mm. and it's interesting to know from dan as well and I, I really really love that thank you dan and for sharing that and i i uh, i appreciate your time and, and you know no, no have, problem yeah to have some time to be on the podcast and i really grateful i'm really grateful to have you on the show and uh, to wrap up the show just to you know give uh, some uh, some best advice so for for those who for those creatives or for those who are listening, what's your best practical advice for them? Mm, there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of things. A lot of uh, but right now, I was thinking maybe yeah. it's always <laughs> important for for mm, the best advice. Uh, best advice is always you know. Um, never stop learning right? for for all designers for all illustrators. I think it's important that you know you read, you you watch movies, mm-hmm. you play video games, or a lot of different things that are not really related to design or illustration. It's important to learn about those things because it can add it can add to your creativity. I mean, if you, if it, it's okay to look at the yeah, uh, it's okay to look at other really nice works of illustrators and designers. I mean, I mean, it's a given, but it's always important to expose yourself to other things because uh, by Here doing the it, top search results. by doing it, you'll be able to learn new things that you might be able to incorporate in your design or illustration practice. And like for for all designers, it's very important to to always. Uh, to continue learning because design like your design career never really stops it's it's always continuing also and the way you, you can level up is to expose your things I expose yourself to yeah I got you and I also recommend to talk with a lot of uh uh, you know, different professionals, or even though they're they're not inside the creative field, because you'll learn a lot of a ton of value from them as well, and you you will uh, you know uh, you will broaden your perspective as a as a not just a creative or a designer, but as a human being, right? So there's yeah. a lot of there's a ton of value, like what Dan said when when you uh, 
see or seek other works or seek other people that's not related in your field. So that's it. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for sharing your insights, your best, your your sure. you know best advice. A lot of value for, from this podcast, and I, I hope you enjoy this podcast as well because I I really enjoy listening to the, some of your advice and insights. And before uh, before we wrap up the show, what's the best sites or links that they can, you know, if they have. If they have any questions or if they have any, if, if they want to connect with you, what's your what's the best link for them? Oh, well, they can message me on my email, and my email is on my website, either twistedfork.me or plus60p.com. I also reply gotcha. on Instagram if they want to uh-huh. message on Instagram. So, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. That's it. So uh, yeah, I I really recommend for those who are listening to DM Dan because uh, I I just DM Dan and then he respond <laughs> he respond instantly. That's really you know I I know uh, Dan is really busy and ha- ha- there's a lot of things going on in the background, but uh, he has a time to respond to any DM. So for uh, those yeah. who are listening. <laughs> That's really really great. And for those who are listening, uh, if you have, uh, if if you want to see all the links on uh, the links that we mentioned or the recommendation or apps, just go to the to the show notes below. If you're listening to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or or even in any of your SoundCloud or any of your favorite podcasting platform, uh, actually uh, you will find all the links on our show notes below you can also check the episode together with uh, with the other episode previous episode of this podcast at the design show.com so that's it guys and thank you so much again dan and i hope you, yeah, have, thank you. have a great day thank you dan yeah, thanks for inviting me thank you, thank you. bye thank thanks. you bye-bye And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Live Show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash tdls or go to thedesignliveshow.com and you can find the donate button on the top to learn more on how you can support the show. And for some cool extra stuff, you can get an access to my private contents like AMAs where I take questions exclusively from Patreon subscribers or check out other stuff I made where I talk about essentialism, design, creativity, and business. I give a lot of value into this podcast that can't be seen anywhere else online. Again, that's patreon.com slash tdls. Thanks for listening to the show and talk to you guys again next week.